Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Hotspur House. It's been quite a while, but we're glad to be back. Uh, I'm Toby from underscore Spur Center. And today we're going to be going over the Europa League game against Lask, which we won 3-0. Carlos Vinicius and Gareth Bale made their debuts. And then we will be previewing the Burnley game on Monday. Today I am joined by Charlie. What did you think of the game against Lask on Thursday? Um, well, you could say that it was, I mean, it was a routine win, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, LASK didn't really cause us too much trouble, which, you yeah. know, is good to see. Um, Davies playing centre-back and being a true leader, I was quite shocked um, how well he did um, at centre-back. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, it was a good win. Um, obviously, it's only LASK. And yeah. But yeah, it's a good win after that um, West Ham letdown. So hopefully they'll get the mm-hmm. confidence up again. Yeah. Uh, Charlie, of course, is from N17 Nation on uh, Instagram. Uh, uh, and we are also joined by uh, Bodie from hotspur.industry, uh, also from Instagram, but we will be with him in a, a minute. He's not quite ready. Uh, so let's just hop right into it. I completely agree with you that... Uh, Ben Davis, I mean, the signs were all there to that he would be probably be a better center back actually than he is a left back. Uh, but I, I actually, I never thought of it, and it seems none of our previous managers ever thought of it either. But uh, it just it makes sense. He's he's reliable. He's never he's never crazy down the wing, and so I think it really makes sense. And he should be a left back more often. Uh, or sorry, center back more often, uh, especially with the amount of options we have at left back with. Uh, Sessegnon when he gets back from loan, uh, Regulon or Reggie and um, uh, Dennis Serkin from our academy, and uh, Bodie uh, is here. So Bodie, what did you think of that game against Lask or LASK? Uh, it, it was a good win. We should have got more. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good performance, but it was kind of it was expected because because it was a low team, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it was good and. Um, we just got to go to the next one and um, perform the same. And then hopefully we'll just keep running. Yeah. We surely got to build the momentum. And speaking of momentum, I mean, obviously the West Ham game wasn't what we wanted. And it just, it was like, it was crushing uh, the way it happened. But it took us to four games, I believe, unbeaten in the Premier League. And uh, sorry, I'm just going to, Count them out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games unbeaten overall. I mean, that's a pretty good record. Uh, that's something that I posted about it on my page, but that's something that we haven't had at all last season. Our longest run last season was uh, four games and six games unbeaten. So, I mean, uh, not the best start to the season, but the Premier League is still wide open. And I think we have a real shot at winning it this year. Uh, we're the real. Oh, sorry, for the real dark horse. Uh, and I really think that we'll have a really good shot at it. Uh, what do you think, Charlie? Um, well, yeah, that, that, I wanted to... Um, I have more to say about Ben Davies and the LSK game oh, yeah. later. But, yeah. Right, but yeah, talking about winning the league. Um, Liverpool losing Van Dyke, crucial. Absolutely mm-hmm. crucial. Um, I'm not going to say I'm happy about it, but in the side yeah. of my head, I'm kind of I'm kind of happy about it. And but a uh, um, quick recovery for him though, and yeah. um, City. Um, I, I thought after the Van Dyke injury, City are going to be our biggest and rivals for the title. And um, after 
I watched I watched their game against West Ham yesterday, and they were really, really, really bad. It, they kept a lot of the ball, but they um, they've always struggled since that season when they won the league. You know, Pep, Pep he seems to overcomplicate attacks, so uh-huh. he always wants to score the beautiful goal with a lot of passes, but he um, he isn't um, ruthless enough like we are with our finishing. We take our mm-hmm. chances. And City with Sterling missed quite a few sitters. I mean. Uh, 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 they're going to need to change how, the way they play if they want to win the league. So imagine, I think we have a great chance. Imagine two years ago if someone told you that we'd be more ruthless than City, more clinical in front of goal, you would have laughed. You would have laughed them off. You, yeah, you I would have believed yeah. them. It's it's incredible how we've transformed under Mourinho, and obviously the, the but results wait, aren't say, quite there. Don't say anything. Yeah. But don't say anything um, too early because um, yeah. I was talking with my dad about this. Uh, last season under Jose, you know, he came in, we won our first three, four games and uh-huh. we were also feeling quite good. And last season under Jose, when Jose joined, not under Poch, but under Jose, we had a few good runs. I thought, oh, maybe this could be it. Maybe we could, you know, uh, as you said in the last podcast, we go three steps up, uh, two steps up and then three steps down constantly. Mm-hmm. And right now, this is the best we've been in the, quite, a few, quite some time. But mm-hmm. You know, with Jose, you never know. What, like, if we shockingly lose to Burnley tomorrow, I mean, That's it. I really hope we won't, but the confidence could just go down, it's gone. drop. Yeah. People, people, start, people start questioning Jose after two or three games where we draw, draw or lose. You know, things can, things can change really quickly. So I wouldn't. I won't go too far into winning the title. It's only five season, uh, five games in. I mean, Everton are mm-hmm. top of the league and they're losing 2-0 to Southampton right now. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, you, you, this, this season's very unpredictable right now. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but just going on your point of last season, uh, how we go on a few runs, uh, we're like, oh, we're, we're looking really good. Those runs would be ended by an injury to Kane or an injury to Sun or an injury to Sissoko. Exactly. Uh, or injury to Lloris. Now, so we I think have now we have depth. I mean, I know Joe Hart isn't liked amongst a lot of the Spurs fans, but I mean, he got our first clean sheet of the season against a very low opposition. But I mean, you could argue that West Ham isn't exactly the greatest team. And we made a few good three. saves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's really just going to, uh, our depth this season is what's going to really push us because we've never had that before. I mean, uh, you look back to last uh, the opening game of last season. We uh, beat Aston Villa three one. We were bringing on Inkudu to uh, bolster the attack. I mean, and this season we're bringing on Steven Bergvine, Gareth Bale. I mean, just the amount of uh, depth. The the <laughs> I'm forgetting the word, but our depth has increased. Now that you have that kind of firepower, there's no excuses for Jose if. Exactly. 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 Then he's gonna get he's gonna get the sack. You know, why why didn't Lee give Potch the financial backing? But now I think it's because we didn't have the we didn't have the financial power until uh, Potch's last summer. Where I mean, we spent one hundred twenty million, I believe, or like one thirty over the summer. And last season, I mean, a lot of people seem to forget this, but we only spent sixty million. Last last summer with Jose, and twenty million in the January transfer window. So we're not we're not spending uh, loads and loads, but we're we're 
doing that smart investment that Daniel Levy is so good at. I mean, and every single one of our signings this summer is fantastic. I mean, a lot of people will say Joe Hart isn't, but I mean, it just, he brings us the mentality uh, and experience. Uh, but the other six, I mean, they're all quality players. And I think uh, something that Josie Mourinho does a lot better of a job than uh, Poch did was bringing in new players into the starting lineup. For under Pochettino, it seemed like it took six months, a year uh, to really get those new signings into form. But I mean, Sergio Reguilon, he's played four games or five games, maybe. He's he's incredible. One of my favorite players in the Spurs team right now. And I'm I'm, I'm really hoping he starts playing a little bit worse just so Maria, uh, Real Madrid don't come back and take him uh, mm-hmm. next summer. But uh, Daugherty, he's, uh, he's still not in great form, but he's an exceptional right back, I think. Uh, and we'll see that within the next month. Um, uh, Carlos Vinicius had his debut, two assists. Yeah, he's incredible. Can I, can I say something on Daugherty? Can I say something on Daugherty? See, yeah, he's nothing special, but he, he's pretty basic. But he he's very he's very sturdy at the back, and he always he always seems to do well. He's never been all oh, the standout player, and the, but he's always he's always yeah. you know, helped the defense. Mm-hmm. But I think to be fair, that's something um, that we need. Okay. We just need a solid guy at, at right back who's just a little more consistent than uh, Serge Aurier. Uh, what were you gonna say, Charlie? Oh, I have a lot to say now. Um, so. <laughs> Um, the talking about you know um, that's exactly what I was saying. Um, yeah, so Jose has absolutely no excuses. Last season he has he had excuses after excuses, and this season this is it. This season is the pinnacle for Tottenham. If we don't mm-hmm. win a trophy, we're just going to go back down, down, down. We need yeah. any trophy whatsoever because if we don't get a trophy, if we don't finish top four. Jose sacked, Kane leaves, Son leaves, absolute mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even want to think about it. So, yeah, um, we definitely need to win well, something. What I wanted year. to say, what I wanted to say is, um, so talking about Doherty, um, that's a bit harsh on him that he's basic, that he's average. He's, um, I, I just think he's um, settling in and he, um, he's just not used to, to, to the formation. I mean, he played as a pretty no, no, much. No. No, right, he's not, he's right. Special, but he definitely does the job well. Mm-hmm. No, but I think it's also worth remembering. Go for it, go for it, Charlie. People are now saying that Ori is better than him in attack. That's nonsense. He yeah. is absolutely fantastic in the attack. He just hasn't had the chances because he hasn't been playing that high up. Because Reg, um, Jose seems to give Reggie a lot of um, freedom on the other side, so we need someone mm-hmm. to stay back in Doherty. But yeah, being a bit harsh, uh, people are just being a bit harsh on him. And also talking about being harsh, and I know you, both of you hate him, but Sanchez, how oh, can I you give Sanchez. him so much stick? But how can you give him such stick out after the West Ham game? I was shocked. It, yes, yeah. he scored the own goal, but if you watch the game, he pocketed Antonio the whole game. And mm-hmm. I don't understand why people are saying, oh, he needs to get out of the club. Like, he, he's shambolic. It was, yes, Stone goal was pretty bad. But except for that, I don't know what he did, he did wrong, really. So, no, yeah, I agree. I, I really like Sanchez. Uh, he just, we need someone next to him. I've said this so Spinny many times. Man. I've said this so many times to you before, right? I've, what I said, I never, uh, I don't like him, right? And the reason is, I'm going to be honest with you. If he was consistent, 
He'd be one of the best centre-backs in the Prem. But you mm-hmm. find him making at least one mistake every single game, and it's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just not. You, I, I know you'd want to win trophies. As, if, as long as Sanchez is still making those mistakes, you're not going to win any trophies. If you want to win trophies, you need, you need a consistent centre-back. Mm-hmm. He's just well, not consistent. Fair, I think Sanchez, uh, he needs... He's still fairly young. I mean, he's only 24. I think he needs just a really strong uh, center back next to him who just who can tell him what to do. Or I think even having uh, a keeper like Joe Hart behind him, I'm not saying that we should start Joe Hart uh, in front of Lloris, um, but I think just he needs that constant instruction of what to do because he has the talent. He has the talent to succeed. He just, he needs, and he has the work ethic too, but he just, he's, his IQ, his, uh, his soccer or his uh, football IQ isn't necessarily the highest. But, like, when he's paired with all the Alderweireld in the back, it's it's our best defensive lineup. And I know they played against West Ham together. But at the moment, I think they're our best uh, our best two center backs, not counting Tenganga and no, uh, Rodon, because I don't – I mean, to be yeah, fair, Tenganga has I, only I, played, I, like, I, six I, or seven games. But I'm really I'm really hopeful to see Tenganga and Rodon play together, I think. I, mean, I don't know. I, I have a little feeling that Rodon um, for West Ham – He'll be thrown in. Uh, not West Ham, sorry, Burnley. You think he'll be playing yeah. against Burnley? Ooh, that's a yeah. I think he, I think. He... Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, uh, um, uh, what I so uh, first of all, I don't. I, th- I think I think it's pronounced Roden, not Rodon. I don't know. Oh, Roden. Um, but uh, I, I have no idea to be honest. But I think it's like <laughs> that. But um, Roden, I've watched some uh, some highlights of him. He's very pacey. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely strong, and in a few years he could be what you're talking about—the strong person next to Sanchez. Definitely mm-hmm. could be. And I mean, he's not super young; he's 23, so he will really yeah. need to step up quickly uh-huh. if he wants to. Um, I mean, um, yeah, go for it. Keep... Um, yeah. So if he wants to be a starter, he'll need to step up quickly, or he'll just end up like who and fourth. Yeah, and also what I wanted to um say um so I don't want to overanalyze the West Ham and LASK game, but talking about West Ham, um I mean the first half was one of the best performances I've seen from us. I mean we dropped off a bit in the end, but except for that, I mean, uh, Kane. Uh-huh. I mean, when I was watching it with my dad, like when Kane, um we we didn't even turn the TV on; it was already one nil. And then when Kane uh, Kane scored the two, we were just laughing at this point because we've never seen seen us play this well ever. And um, yeah, Kane and Sonna, uh, as Berbatov said, um, Kane is um, Kane is crazy good. And um, as he said in these words, um, that shit that uh, that he did to assist Son um, is something that you'd expect of Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, not Kane. Um, yeah, uh, Berbatov pretty much said that Kane is the best player on the planet after Messi and Ronaldo with Lewandowski. So the big words, big words, but um, hopefully Kane can keep keep it up. But talking about the three goals that we let in, the, the, the main point of the game was when West Ham scored the first goal because mm-hmm. defensive error, too much space, Regulon left too much space. And suddenly it's three-one. Not much hope, but it gives West Ham players something to um, to fight for. And then 
crossed in. Sanchez, very unlucky, somehow managed to head, 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 head into his own net. And now it gets tricky. And, um, and then, yes, um, Lanzini, I swear he'll never hit a ball like that ever again. Nope. Um, and yeah, it, it happened, 3-3. Free, free. And um, we just can't be letting that first goal in. We, we were 3-0 yeah. up, it was teen. But in the second half, we... And the thing is, um, I, I always thought, oh, Jose, when we're, um, when we're like 2-0, um, 3-0 up, he tells the players... Everyone thinks that he tells the players to settle down and to um, let the other team attack us. I don't think that's true. I mean, look at the uh, documentary. Every time they showed Jose um, presenting the tactics for the game... They always seem to be attacking, but uh, I didn't see any like, well, real defensive tactics. I also, and I just think. I oh, just I was just saying really that, quickly. I think that uh, yeah, he's he's definitely changed his tactics for Spurs. We're much more of an attacking team than any of his previous teams. I mean, his uh Champions League win with Chelsea, uh, he started the game with like seven defenders, so he definitely was an attacking coach. Uh, but I think now he's become this. Uh, he's become like a Guardiola, but without all the unnecessary passes, if you know what I mean. Like, we're, we're clinical. We get into the other opposition's box, and we don't spend... He, he that's, that's what makes Guardiola. Guardiola is, is his unique passes. Mm-hmm. His, like, because Guardiola, has... his teams, they get into the box, or they get around the box, and they just, they pass, and they pass, and they pass, and they pass. And maybe it's just because we have such an exceptional uh, pair of players with Kane and Son, but when we get the ball around there, we have a shot off within uh, two or three passes. I mean, you look at uh, the West Ham game and Kane's first goal. He uh, receives the ball from Son. He turns, he megs a player, and he takes a shot, and he scores. And then uh, Son, uh, Son's goal. Kane gets the ball in midfield. He plays it over the top to Son. Son gets in the box, and he scores. I mean, if that's under a Guardiola team, you know, may- maybe Kane plays it over the top for Son. Then Son laves off for Bergvine. Bergvine passes to Kane. Kane plays it out wide to Regulon. Regulon cuts it back to Hoybier. I mean, and it's just it, we're going and we're going. And that, to be honest, we had a feel like that with uh, Pochettino where we kind of just pass around the box and pass around the box and wait for an opportunity to come up. But I think we're much more direct. And I think that's really uh, – it's what's setting us apart from other Premier League teams right now because other Premier League teams just aren't uh, – they're not doing as well as us in terms of scoring goals. But um, – we definitely need to improve our defense. It's and... pretty, yeah, but it's pretty simple to be honest. Um, it's pretty simple. Jose has pretty much mastered the art of counterattacking. Mm-hmm. Um, he did the same, uh, and it's we're not totally different from other teams he's managed. Just look at Real Madrid. When he was at Real Madrid, yeah, um, he was playing fluid counterattacking football, not and not too complicated with the passing, just because. Yeah. It's similar. It's, the situation is similar at Tottenham. At Real Madrid, he had Ronaldo and Bale on the wings, very pacey players. And then I think it was just Benzema as a poacher. And then he just ball over the top from Ramos to Bale. Bale, run, 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 run into the middle. Ronaldo on the header. And it's just simple, but it's so clinical. It's so it's just per- perfection. And I think it's working so well for us because. Mm-hmm. I mean, under Poch, yeah, when I watched City yesterday, it really reminded me. I remember all the goalless games with Poch where it was so frustrating. Uh-huh. We dominated, but we still didn't win. It was so um, frustrating. And now uh, it's the opposite. And um, you re- it's, really, um, it's a really good thing to see. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really good thing to see. We need a we need a combination manager with uh, Mourinho and Pochettino, so Pochettino can coach just not to concede, and Mourinho can, can uh, coach just to score. Um, well, well, actually, if you think about it, that's something you wouldn't expect to say because you know Jose seen as a defensive manager and Pochettino yeah. seen as an attacking manager. But sometimes they've changed, so I guess. Yeah. Um, now I'm just gonna uh, talk. Uh, Carlos Vinicius had his debut against uh, Lask and had two assists. He missed a really a sitter, if we're being honest, right in front of the goal early in the game. But I. Th- I think he's he's going to be a good good striker. He has his touch is incredible. His vision is incredible as well. Uh, and he, he seems he's he has more uh, speed than Kane, which is always good because if you want to bring on someone late, you, you want them to be able to like really get behind the line, uh, drive defenders backwards. But I think he's going to be definitely a good signing for us, a uh, good loan, and uh, we'll see how it goes. But I think I think we'll be end up. Uh, paying for him over the summer and make him a permanent player for Spurs. Uh, what do you think, uh, Bodie, about his Carlos Vinicius's debut? I was uh, I was very happy. Um, fun. Um, I think it was unfortunate he didn't get a goal, but to, to be fair, he didn't really have any chances to score. Other than the um, his assists were very were were fantastic. He we've already got it. We've already got it. Um, no, but um, he had a, he had a great header to start on, and uh, um, the pass really tomorrow was one of, was one of the best moments of the entire game. To be honest, he was really it was Harry Kane esque. <laughs> he done right. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought if we sign him, if he keeps playing the way he did. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another so, um, oh, okay. As talking about Vinicius, um, well, it was a very he didn't get real many chances in front of goal, but um, yeah, he's definitely more pacey than Kane. Mm-hmm. But um, I could honestly, um, as Jose said in the press conference, um, um, uh, we don't be shocked if we see Kane and Vinicius as a striking partnership. Um, I, I'm so I excited! Can't, to I see can't that. wait to see that. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. Um, just imagine Kane, Kane and Vinicius up top with Son and Bergwijn or Son and Bale on the wings and then in midfield Hoiberg and Ndombele uh, or Hoiberg and Rosso. I mean, that's just... We have such a good squad right now. It's, it's incredible. I'm, I'm so impressed with the work that Daniel Levy has done uh, to make us this squad. And <laughs> it's, right it's, right yeah. now, Spurs are like making a shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's I'm honestly what? at the point where I'm thinking like we need we need to have twelve players on the pitch because there's so many that I want to see play at the same time, uh, and it's it's crazy. It's I've never been it's never been uh, like this for as a Spurs fan. It's just you want to see uh, I want to see Reguilon start. I want to see uh, uh, Rudon uh, play. Uh, Eric Dyer's gonna play. We all know that's gonna happen. Uh, Sanchez, I want to see him play. Uh, Doherty, I really want to see him get a chance at right back. I want to see Hoybier, Lo Celso, Dele, and Domblay in midfield. And then I want to see Carlos Vinicius, Sungwin Son, Gareth Bale, and Harry Kane up top. So it's like I'm at this point where, like, oh, wait, no, we can only have 11 uh, players on the pitch. So it's just. It's yeah. Incredible. But one player uh, we haven't mentioned is, yeah, little is uh, too much is 
um, uh, Pierre-Emil Hoibjörg, a.k.a. Prime Zinedine Zidane. Um, what an absolute legend. Um, Incredible. What a performance. What, what a leader. What a, I mean, I, I, I've, I've just lost words. He is our best signing this transfer window. Um, I'm sorry, but for the performances for now, he, huh. you can argue Re- Reggie. You can argue Reggie. No, no. Arguing about Hoibjörg has been the best signing. Yeah. A marathon. Call whatever you want. He's been the he's been the best one. And yeah. any other fan that says any other than him is delusional. Well, Reg, Reg, Regulon, you can argue though. You can argue that Regulon's not far off. But yeah, uh, Hoiberg. If you look at his stats in the Premier League, he's I think he has the most passes in the Premier League. He does. And yeah. also his defensive stats. Uh, the, the just about the times. He's headed the ball out of the box from corners, from crosses. I mean, I don't know. I noticed that against West Ham in the first half. Literally the only player that was just getting the ball out of the box again and again. Mm-hmm. He can do anything. He's, he's, an, he's an exceptional player. Uh, he's definitely what we needed too because we, we didn't have that real defensive... Uh, remember, re- remember, um, remember looking back on the start of the window when we signed him, and we were all like, "Oh, um, don't, don't know what to think about it." Like a lot yeah. of Southampton fans are saying that he's average. Well, yeah. they can shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were just annoyed that we signed him. He's an exceptional player, and he, yeah. he has an exceptional attitude. I mean, uh, you look at that. There was a video that uh, Spurs, I think, posted on the Instagram or probably on all social media platforms, but they posted. Uh, a video of uh, Hoybier. He took his picture and then he was t- coming off and all the players were clapping for him. So he's obviously well-liked uh, amongst the players and uh, he's definitely been a great signing. Uh, but there's one guy who also made his debut against Lask who you probably don't know his name. You probably forgot it by now. But uh, Jack Clark. Jack Clark. <laughs> I was actually going to say Gareth Bale, but Jack Clark too. <laughs> Gareth Bale Wait, making really? his full oh debut. Opinions is rising. Gareth Bale made his full debut starting the pit, starting on the pitch for the first time for Spurs. Uh, what do you think of Gareth Bale's performance? And we'll talk about Jack well, he, after that. He got an he, he got an assist thanks to the new rule where if you if you um, hit the ball into someone and it goes into the goal, it counts as your assist. So yeah. he technically got an assist, um, yeah. which he should be pretty happy about. Um, I was unable to and, watch the first I mean, half. There, but... there were, there, there were a few glimpses of quality, certainly. Um, uh-huh. But, I mean, it, he, you can still tell he's not fully fit. Yeah, I completely agree with that. He's definitely still getting into it, and it, it's probably going to take some time. He won't be right, fully going right out. Now, uh, right now, Bergwin is my first choice, to be, yeah. to be honest. But um, in a few games, Bale will definitely, hopefully, be back to it. Yeah, I agree with that. He's... Uh, He's still he's still coming back from his injury. He's still getting fully fit, uh, but I am so excited to see that front three of Sun Kane Bale really going at uh, the opposition. Uh, it's it's gonna be incredible. I, I'm so excited. Uh, it's it's unreal that he's playing. I mean, I was watching the game uh, against Lask, and doesn't, like, doesn't he just he looks so good as a number uh-huh. nine? Like, uh, like when he came on against West Ham. Straight away, taking that free kick and just look at his run up. It looks so. It's just it's, it's similar to Ronaldo's. But I was like, oh my god! Imagine if he scores. Oh my yeah. god! 
It was just so amazing looking at him, our number nine, taking a free kick, bail, and just saying this a year ago, you just wouldn't believe it. Speaking of things you wouldn't say a year ago, just imagine someone a year ago told you Jose Mourinho coached Spurs to a 3-0 win in the Europa League where Joe Hart got the first clean sheet of the season. <laughs> you would have thought uh, that they were that, mad. I, I, I think mean, that... I don't, I, I mean, they would they would look at it positively and negatively. You know, we got Bale. Oh, we got Jose. and Gareth Bale is making his his uh, full debut for Spurs. Yeah. It's just it's crazy. Uh, I mean, he's still, like we said, he's still warming up, really, uh, and we'll see the best of him uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. But uh, another uh, Jack Clark got his uh, Spurs debut, and uh, he only got around five six minutes, I think, on the pitch, and he had a uh, one chance which. He probably should have scored, but it was it was a bit of a tough opportunity. So uh, I think he showed promise, uh, and I'm excited to see him uh, grow. I think he's going to be one for the future for sure. I think we have one of the the best uh, youth lineups in the in the country with uh, Jack Clark, Tanganga, Rodon, Regulon. Uh, it's a skip, uh, Parrot, Sessegnon. We have uh, Sirkin. <clears throat> we have a lot of good, really, really promising young players that I'm excited to see. Uh, the problem for the problem is like we have all these young talents, but like none of them are absolutely shocking everyone. Like one player, mm-hmm. I hate Arsenal obviously, but one player that I absolutely love is Saka. Just how good is he? Um, I, I just wish like that's what I wanted Sessegnon to be, and hopefully be that when he comes back from Hoffenheim but like I don't know I'm just so underwhelmed with Sessegnon it's just really sad because it it feels like I I just I don't know I I, I don't know if I have any confidence in him becoming what he was supposed to become two years ago Um, but hopefully uh, really really hope that he will I think he'll get there it's just he needs he he needed the playing time uh, so it's good that he went out on loan and uh, ultimately it's harder for Sessegnon to break into Spurs' first team than it is for Saka to break into Arsenal's first team. And I don't care who you are. I don't care who you support. You can't deny that Spurs have a better lineup than Arsenal. But we have a better team. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, so I think Sessegnon, he will get there. Uh, it's just it's going to take a little bit of time. You can't always, you can't always hit the ground running. Uh, so it's he'll build. Um... You just have to add fuel to the fire, and then I think he's going to be a real quality player, and we'll have Regulon and uh, Sessegnon as our left-backs for the future. Honestly, uh, what... I think, um, I think, honestly, I feel, I feel like, um, obviously, you, you're right um, about Sessegnon. He, yeah, he needed to go out on loan for the game, for, to get game time so he could get better. I honestly think, when, I, feel, I feel like he could um, take over Son when Son gets too old and his time comes, I still have really high hopes for Sessegnon. And I think he's going to be one of our best players in a couple of seasons. So I just give him more time. Yeah. Anyways. It seems like Mourinho prefers wow. Sessegnon as a left back, which I thought was interesting, considering that it seems like Mourinho also likes uh, Sirkin. And if you make Sessegnon into a left back, that basically shuts out any chance that Sirkin had at getting into the first team. Because... You can't have what, three. You, you can forget. 
No, but no, 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 no. But you can forget about Sirkin and Sessegnon if we have a Sergio Aguilon. I mean, well, but you have to have two left backs. I mean, even if Sessegnon, yeah, uh, but he's just Sergio is in. just, yeah, so yeah. I, I completely agree. But, he's in, uh, Sergio is insane. You know, um, we haven't been thinking about this, but I think Jose might try out if we're if we're on a really good run of form, and he just like maybe in a Europa League game he might try it out, but. A formation like um, three five, uh, three five two one two, or I don't know. Um, but what like with a three centre backs, um, p- potentially even Davies as a left centre back, and then what? I don't know, Devald and Sanchez or Skriniar or something, and then <laughs> or, uh, as a left wing back or left mid, Sergio. Right wing back, right mid. Because imagine having Sergio and Doherty both really attacking, like more attacking than they are now. Uh-huh. And then you have Son and Kane up front. That that would be a force. It'd yeah. be a force. I completely agree. And well, something that I also think is interesting is I think two two times this uh, so far, uh, Ben Davis and Sergio Reguillon have been on the pitch at the same time with Ben Davis playing left back and Reguillon mentioned almost that. as a left winger. Uh, so Jose mentioned that in the press conference, yeah. So maybe I am overthinking uh Dennis Sorkin being played out of the club, and maybe Mourinho sees Reggion as our left winger going forward, and then we have Sessignon and Sorkin as our left backs. Okay, I, now, I, you're, I, now you're going a bit too far. <laughs> I think honestly what I'm thinking what I'm thinking is obviously you know Danny Rose is being sold. Um oh, yeah. I think um, I feel like the re- the reason why you see because he likes Sirkin as well, he'll want to give Sirkin game time, so he'll want to integrate Sirkin more. But because there's Ben Davies already, perhaps now this is only a thought, but maybe he was playing Ben Davies centre back because he's planning on trying to integrate Sirkin into the uh-huh. left back role instead. Yeah, that's definitely. It's definitely a possibility. I think that was going to mention that earlier when we were talking about Ben Davis. Or, or he just played. Back. Or he just. Or he just played Davis centre back because uh, Eric Dyer and Tanganga injured. I mean, you guys are maybe. I mean, you're. There's a big chance you're right, but I think you're thinking about it too too deep. Like <laughs> conspiracy uh, theories. Yeah. Like I mean, I wouldn't mind that to be honest, but give Turkin time. I think we'll learn him out first because he has never played a hot full season of like you know. Um, professional football way plays week in week out, and he we can't mm-hmm. just immediately. I think we might loan him out in January, and because he's only seventeen, isn't it? Eighteen is, is he seventeen or yeah. eighteen? He's eighteen. Uh, oh, okay. But still, I saw on a thing that apparently Dennis Serkin went back to the under twenty threes. I think mm. a while back. Yeah. Oh, he's eighteen. Well, either way, I mean, playing with the U twenty threes as an eighteen year old—that's pretty impressive. Um, but we, I, I still think, I mean, his quality, you could see it in the preseason games when he was playing, um, he was playing a lot. I, I think he is going to be uh, a good, I think he's going to be, I'm trying to think if he's going to be great or if he's going to be world-class. Uh, I think he'll, I think he'll be great. I don't know if he's going to be world-class quite yet, but, um, he does need to get some game time, but I mean, you never know with Mourinho what he's going to do. Cause like he decided Sessegnon needed game time, but then uh, he threw Tenkinga in without really any experience other than practice or trainings. So yeah, that's uh, one of the biggest qualities about Jose's. He's so unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen with him. 
exactly. So I think there's no one other than uh, Jose knows whether or not uh, Sirkin is going to get any game time this year. So we'll see. Uh, we'll find out soon. Uh, I'm really shocked we haven't mentioned this yet. Um, this is going totally off topic, but Jedson Fernandez, <laughs> he's done. Yeah. He's going to Benfica in January. And it's pretty sad. It, it is sad because I had such high hopes for him. And he, he seemed to really be happy to join the club in January because I've heard, I, heard, I had heard of him quite a lot before we signed him. And I knew that he was a really, really good young prospect. I, I just think we haven't given him enough. Ch- uh, we should have loaned him out. Actually, we can't loan him out if we have him on loan, can we? So, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I know he's not worth 50 million, but I don't know. I, I think the problem is that we've got too, too much depth in midfield, just like Liverpool yeah. had last season. So he was never going to get a chance, really. But no. if we didn't have Sissoko or something, or Wings, yeah. I think he'd get much more game time. But like yeah. this, our, our team's too good for him. So, sadly. Yeah. Thank you. mentioned, um, recently there's been... There's been uh, rumours um, mentioning Liverpool and Tottenham with Calvin Phillips. I just yeah. want to mention. Also, I, well, would you, would you consider 50 million. Calvin Phillips and signing Calvin Phillips? Calvin Phillips. Okay, uh, just before we talk about whether or not we sign him, is Calvin Phillips is a defensive mid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and that, that way, well, I don't think Winks is really Winks is the a center mid. But, but yeah. wait, before just really quickly. If we sign Calvin Phillips and we have Hoybier, Oliver yeah. Skip isn't getting in the lineup. Exactly. And I think Oliver, I think we need to bring Oliver Skip in. Uh, just I, he's he's grown up with the club. He's obviously oh my goodness, a talented that's player. My Say that again. Who? Um, huh? But, um, what did what did he say? Oh, I said, I said, um, I, I forgot about my idol. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah. yeah. But Skip, um, he's just, he's, the Norwich fans are raving about him every, every time he plays. Uh, you see Spurs Twitter uh, retweeting some, uh, some Norwich fan who's like, oh, all of them are Skip is world class. Spurs, you have a real world beater here. And he has the talent. I mean, you don't see many uh, Spurs Academy products that are, how old is he? He's 20, 21, maybe. You don't see many of them starting uh, for Spurs. I mean, he played uh, the full game against Burnley, I believe, or he started the game against Burnley. Uh, but it's just, if we sign Calvin Phillips, there's no way that he gets in the lineup, and then we probably sell him for $5 million if we're lucky. Uh, but um, talking about Skip, so, you know, I always thought, like, I've, it's all changed, but when I saw a Skip first, I was like, like if you look at his but um the way his body is built you know his le- you know he has like a it, it, it almost seems like he has short short legs and a really big torso and then <laughs> um you know he looks like he's a bit clumsy and he's not very quick you know and mm-hmm. i mean he isn't the quickest but when you watch him he defies everything you thought about him because he's really good he's really good yeah um and like you know, the way your uh, um, the way your body doesn't defy you as a player because look at Pogba. Pogba has the perfect body. He's six foot four. He you know he's just perfect for like perfect footballer. 
but yet he just doesn't have the determination and it showed that determination is the most important thing and yeah. um yeah skip is really um when i watch skip yeah he really impresses me and a lot of norwich fans have been saying that like uh, i don't know if we mentioned in the last podcast when he was fat really badly fouled and the other player got a red card and he just yeah. skip just got up, just got, got up and kept, kept going so you know skip uh, uh, i have high hopes for skip definitely also, yeah. um, one thing before you um, talk again. Um, yesterday, I watched Manchester United Chelsea and um, um, zero zero. Yeah, but what I want to say, like people, um, the Premier League's charging fifteen pounds to watch a game. I'd pay fifteen pounds to unwatch that um, because <laughs> that was just. It just proves. I mean, here in Montenegro, it's free to watch the Prem. But what I'm talking mm-hmm. about is like, it just shows how. Um, it shows how superior we are right now to Manchester United and Chelsea. They had zero mm-hmm. attacking thought. Thought. I mean, it's even City. Like uh, our attacking is just some of the best on the planet right now. You know, we're so, definitely the best attackers um, in the Premier League as of right now. Well, they both. Yeah, they both had an, an amazing midfield, and when I watched them, their their play was amazing. But they could never. Neither teams could. Ha, neither teams had a finishing touch. And um, yeah, that's what cost them. It, it, nil-nil is an amazing result for us because um, yes, because obviously they're two yeah. massive clubs that are dropping you know, points. Fighting with. But uh, what I wanted also, um, so now Kane is statistically the best striker to ever <laughs> play in the Premier in the Premier League. So. He has to he has to keep it up for this season. Yeah, but 0.7 goals per game is unbelievable. It's incredible for sure. And and people still compare him to Aubameyang. It just makes me sick. I can't man. <laughs> like Man United fans say that Martial's better. I I got I just can't I can't I'll deal with that delusion. <laughs> I, sometimes I don't understand the English media. Uh, they they just they go after players. I think they, do, uh, I think they just like a Bumiang's trim. <laughs> well, I mean, I English the, the English media like they go after their own players. Like uh, Ole Gunnar's uh, Solskjaer uh, was saying the other day about how the English media needed to leave Mason Greenwood alone because he's he's only eighteen or nineteen. But like they go after Harry Kane, and I'm it, it honestly it disgusts me when I'm talking to people. And they go, well, you can't even understand Harry Kane. It's, it's there's nothing he can do about it. Like that. What is your point with that? Like it, it just makes uh, me. It's uh, it's he, unbelievable. And also, like, the amount of disrespect. Because yeah, the disrespect. I mean, he's done more than they'll ever do in their lives. And <laughs> at the same time, he's actually he's fixed their English. He's fixed his English a bit anyway. But uh-huh. um, the the point is, Harry Kane is a. I mean. I'm sure that he'll get knighted by the Queen if she's still alive soon, because he's done so much. I mean, if all that he needs to do now is win a trophy with us and win the World Cup with England, then that's pretty much. I mean, he'll be he'll be a legend. Because if you think about it, like, um, if you think about it, Harry Kane. So uh, he's he's just been so good, and um, he's he's such a humble guy as well. Like he's an uh-huh. ambassador for quite a lot of stuff. And, you know, yeah. he's just, um, I just don't know how you can hate on him. And people just hate on him because, you know, people think, oh, well, Bamiang's got pace, Martial's got pace. And yeah. everyone thinks Kane is so slow. And 
all that Kane can do is shoot. He can't pass. He can't dribble. Well, he's proving Real everyone world. wrong this season. Yeah. This, this season, this season, he's he's gonna get the spotlight in the Prem, and people are actually gonna see him as what he is, mm-hmm. the best centre forward on the planet. I, I completely agree. So it's, hopefully, yeah. It's and you know if okay, we'll move on. After, <laughs> we'll move past Harry Kane after this, but uh, you know if Harry Kane was playing for. God forgive me for saying this. If Harry Kane was playing for Arsenal, the Arsenal fans would be singing oh his name. He, they, he'd be the best player in the world ever, probably. He's better than Pele, according to them. And then you, he plays for Manchester United. They're all singing his name. He's the, he's the greatest player to ever touch the ball, to ever grace the pitch. He, he's such a good player, but he's not pacey, so he's not, he's not good enough, according to people. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, to be honest. But, uh, they say he's not good because they wish they had him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's 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 so good, and he plays for Spurs, uh, which, I mean, for whatever everyone reason, hates on us for some. Everyone hates us for no reason. I exactly. see us as a nice, but I see us as a nice club. Like our players are never never get into some criminal stuff or anything. They never do something stupid like other players. And like exactly. I, I just don't see what you can hate about us. Like I don't get it. But, because know, we're well. a big club, but we haven't won a trophy in a while. But that's going to change this season. Um, yeah, yeah, any okay. Uh, let's get into our uh Burnley preview. Don't forget so, the Audi Cup, man. Let's get the Audi Cup, bring it out of the trophy cabinet, show it off <laughs> to the world. Okay, <laughs> um, okay, but Burnley, Burnley time. So, Burnley, Burnley I'm confident. Look, Burnley's confident. always a Burnley, Burnley is a always dodgy to play because Sean Dyke, mm-hmm. he's uh, Sean Dyke, however you say his name. Um, he's been there quite a few seasons, like five or six, yeah. and he's implemented a certain style of play into their team. They haven't changed their team in years. Literally, they spent zero this summer, which is really yeah. bad, obviously. But at the same time, the players are used to each other. And as we know, under Poch, at least, we always struggled when a team sat back, totally sat back, 10 men behind the ball. And uh-huh. we all, under Poch, we always struggled to break those defences. But under Jose, it's looking different, which is a great thing because teams like City, Man United and Chelsea, it's because, even Liverpool, it's not, it's right now, Jose's struggling. Not like, well, Pochettino was like, play good football. If you see a gap, then pass it in and then, and then, uh, and then shoot. But with Jose, it's just shoot on sight. So you'll find if they play extremely defensive, you'll find there'll be a lot of long in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's the thing um, about Burnley. So, yes, they're second bottom in the league or whatever, and they've been very underwhelming. But at the same time, Burnley's always hard to play. As Jose said, this is exactly what Jose said, Burnley is always hard to play. Yeah. And um, never underestimate them, because we underestimated West Ham in the last 10 yeah. minutes. Let's be honest, let's be honest. We underestimated yeah. them, and it cost us. So, we'll need to concentrate. It's, yeah. No, uh, I mean, so... I'm just going to say this as a stat. I'm not going to say it's going to have any effect on our game, especially because uh, there's a similar stat a few years ago and then Burnley scored against us and think we lost 1-0. But uh, Burnley have scored three goals in their four games. So they haven't, they've been, I think they're, yeah, they're tied for the least amount of goals scored this season. Uh, But uh, like, like I was saying, like last year, I think they had, they had only scored like two or three goals maybe. And then they scored against us and they won 1-0. So we definitely, uh, we have to, uh, we have to pocket their forwards, uh, Chris Wood and who's their other one? Uh, 
they have Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes. And uh, we, just, we need to Ashley pocket Barnes, them. Yeah. And then their right winger, uh, uh, Goodmanson, he's he's quick, but I think Reggion is equal to the task. And then we just have to – I'm confident that we can score now. We just have to – we have to hit it from the off. As soon as that whistle blows, we're going to be all over them. We have to. Uh, yeah. So but, um, I'm also talking about um, Barnes and Chris Wood. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the thing about Burnley. This is like um, the Premier League. There's no easy games in the Premier League. Um, because like I was talking with a Man City fan earlier in the day. Like he was saying, like, what do City do to get to, to get back to what they were in 2017 when they were absolutely fantastic? And what I told him is, it's not that your team's gotten worse. If anything, with the players, they've gotten better. What's, what's happened is that all the other teams in the Premier League have gotten better because the Prem is on a totally different level to any other league in the world right now. And yeah. what I wanted to say, so Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood, this is what annoys me, these mid-table sides that every year they scrape it to stay in the league. You know, Burnley yeah. is the classic example because they hardly spend any money. They, play, they don't play beautiful football. They play rough football. They play really uh-huh. classic English style uh, just head the ball, bang it up the pitch, uh, ten yeah. men behind the ball. But it works the new for stoke. them. It works for them. Maybe not from the start of the season, yeah. But Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes are really tall, and this is why. Um, this is why. Um, who was it that we played earlier in this? Newcastle? This is why they put Andy Carroll on. He's tall. Yeah. He's six foot five or something, and he's just going to head the ball into our hand, and they're going to get a penalty. That's exactly what Burnley will be doing tomorrow. So we just need to try to defend against. Uh, we just need to try to stop Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes. That's pretty much it. For this reason, I, th- I think we shouldn't start Aurier uh, because we need to be yeah, careful exactly. not to give away fouls on that left-hand side. Because like three, I think three or four of our goals we conceded this season stat. No, have started shock, from free kicks from the left side. Two goals against West Ham. No, well, that, one that, from that, Everton. no, it's not three or four. It's not three or four. It's five. It's shocking. Like it, yeah. it's just this, these useless fouls. Like either at the end of the half or at the start of the second half or at the start or at the end of the second half, we just, these useless fouls from Aurier, it's just annoying. Yeah. That's definitely something he needs to work on in his game is giving away less of those, uh, those fouls, but I'm gonna, uh, I'll go in and throw in my predicted lineup for tomorrow. Uh, Lloris, obviously I do think Aurier is going to start. Then it'll be all the virals coming back. Uh, Sanchez in the middle. Reguilon at left back. Uh, then in midfield, I'm really tempted to say Hoybier, Dombele, Lo Celso. I think we might see it for the first time on Monday. Um, and then an attack, I think we're going to see Jack Clark on the left. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're going to see Sun, uh, Kane, and then I think we'll see Bergvine on the right, who was rested against last. Uh, uh, Charlie, what do you think? Okay, I'm coming up. So I'm not too sure. But so, um, goalie Loris, even though he was pretty underwhelming against Burnley, but still, Loris, Regillon, um, Doherty, Eric Dyer, is he back? I don't. I don't think he'll be back yet. If, That's the only reason if he's not he my is, predicted lineup. If he is, he's gonna play because he's tall. Mm-hmm. He's he's the kind of player you play in these games. But if not, Alderweireld and Sanchez. And then in midfield, this is where it gets tricky for me. 
because I think Ndombele and Sissoko is such a good partnership, but then you need to put Lo Celso in. But, mm-hmm. but against Burnley, when we took Ndombele off, everything changed. But Ndombele and Sissoko are just so good together. I, the French partnership against Burnley in the first half, and Ndombele and Sissoko are bossing that midfield. And they always yeah. thought they should play more together. Because the last two times, they, I think they, they played together against Man U as well. Yeah, they um, did. And... And we and we won easily. And you see, like Hoybjerg and Dombele and Fusoko is something I like to see. But at the same time, Lucelso hasn't played too much recently because he's been resting and injured. Yeah. So I I I, I agree with you. Hoybjerg, Lucelso, and Dombele is what I really hope to see because Burnley are weak in midfield, so that should give us more attacking freedom in midfield. And then yeah. in the attack, classic Son Kane, and also I agree with you. Uh, same lineup, I think, as you, Bergwijn, mm-hmm. since he has been resting, be up for it. So yeah. Uh, okay, I'm gonna actually change my midfield. I, you seldom see players when they come out of injury start right away, and uh, I think it'll be good to bring on Los also for Dombele. So I think we'll see a, um, a, as long as we're winning the game, I think we'll see uh, Hoybier, Sissoko, and Dombele start, and then we'll see Los also come on for Dombele around the 70th minute. Interesting. Uh, and then, if if we're if we're still tied, or God forbid we're losing, uh, I think we'll see Los also come on for Sissoko uh, around the 60th or 70th minute. If we're winning comfortably, I can definitely see us putting Winks on just for the consistency. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think with Spurs this game, if they score first, it's going to be an absolute massacre, like five minutes. Uh-huh. But if they score first, I fancy Burnley to win. To be honest. So I think for me it's about who who scores the goal first. It's more likely Spurs, obviously, but um yeah, if we score a goal in the first down, fifteen can minutes, can I uh, can I do my first? Yeah. Can I do my go predicted lineup now? Go for it. I think I'm gonna go for a four four, a four, four two this Ooh. time. Ooh. Um, interesting. Yeah, Lloris. Um, I think. Played yesterday, the the backline is probably a bit tired, so I I could see I could see Joe Roden Roden playing maybe mm. alongside Alba World or with Davies at centre back, um because of the Welsh partnership. Um, uh-huh. a left back I'm it's going to be regular on and a right back I'm going to say Darty. Um, I I could see um in the midfield I'm going to guess um Hoybier and Indombele, um. I was thinking Jack Clark for a minute, but then I thought, actually, no, it's not likely, to be honest. But yep. I think up top, you see Bale and Kane, and then right, Bergvine, and on the left, Son. That'd be a great lineup. I mean, ultimately, we, we're going to need to break down this team, so having more attackers on the field is definitely a good thing. Uh, yeah, I think that's the... I'd be a line if I prefer, except I'd put on Vinicius for Bale because I think uh, Bale isn't quite ready to start the game yet. Uh, but I think Bale will come on. I think Bale, Los Celso, and depending on how the game is going, Winks will all come on uh, relatively early in the game, like the 60th, the 70th minute. Uh, but, yeah, it's definitely an interesting one. If we score a goal in the first 15 minutes, I think we'll win comfortably, uh, probably 4 or 5 no, uh, And we'll get... If we score in the first 15 or 20 minutes, I think we're this is going to be the start of a run where no one scores on us. I think it'll be 
we'll have the momentum and we'll have clean sheet after clean sheet after clean sheet. And this, and this is going to be when we're really starting to be taken seriously by the rest of the Prem. Because our next, our next games are Burnley, Royal Antwerp, uh, Brighton, Ludogorets, Brighton and West Brom. And, um, West Brom, yeah. Yeah, so, so I we think should we, we should win all of these and keep clean sheets. And if we keep the clean sheet against Burnley, I think we'll make it through that entire run. And then we'll have Man City. And then really depending on how that game goes, Shall- that's, that's going to be when we are seriously taken uh, seriously as title contenders. If we can keep a clean sheet and beat Man City by two goals, that is when the Premier League will start taking notice of what is going on at Tottenham Hotspur. And I think... I think they will. Yeah. I think this is what's going to happen. I have full, full belief but, in this. Yeah, we need, to win. We, we need to win all these games because then we have City, Arsenal, and Chelsea. Um, uh-huh. So we definitely need to win. And, well, I mean, even going on in that run, Crystal Palace, which you never know, that's, that's a London derby. You never know what's going to happen in a London derby. Then we have Liverpool, Leicester, Wolves. So we definitely, we're going into a hard lineup or a hard run of games. So we need to be getting the points on the board. We need to just, Get the points in. Get the points. Win the games. That West Ham, nothing like the West Ham can happen again. If we get in the lead, we need to show that we can hold it. And, I mean, you I, the Liverpool game, they went down to Sheffield. And, I mean, I was hoping that Sheffield would hold on. But Liverpool comes back every single time they go down. It's so frustrating to watch as a fan who's hoping they drop points. But we have to have that sort of mentality that when we go down, we score right away. And we score another one. And we score another one. And we, just, we have to have the mentality. And I really think that we do now. And it's going to be exciting. I, I, I'm excited to see what's coming. Next few months is going to be, it's going to be good. Uh, so I'm going to go with a 3-0 lead, or a 3-0 win for Spurs. Charlie, what's your uh, prediction? For me, I'm... Oh, okay. Right, okay, well, for me, if we score first, I'm going for a six. Six? Yeah. Um, and if, and if they score first, I'm going for a 2-1 two, two, to Burnley. Um, well, it all depends on who scores first, as Bodie said. Because, mm-hmm. But I'm really happy because last season we really struggled to score first. But this yeah. year, um, it's been the opposite. We keep scoring first very early and then just finishing the game off. So hopefully, um, if, we, if we score in the first 15 minutes, we're going to win 4-0. Um, that's my prediction. Um, yeah, I think it's going to take us. The reason I'm going with a three 0 win is I think it's going to take us until like the 25th minute, and then I think we'll put two more past them uh, before halftime, and then uh, we'll kind of just coast the game out, which I don't agree with. Uh, based on the West Ham game, I think we should be uh, really pushing, but I think uh, Mourinho will want to rest some players and just not uh, risk injuries. So I think it's, yeah, I think it's gonna be three 0 I think it'll be three 0 at halftime, and then we'll coast the rest of the game. So, yeah. Any other thoughts you guys want to throw in? Um, no, actually, uh, 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 this is rare, but I'm pretty much done. <laughs> uh, Bodie, anything you want to add? Nah, not really. Nothing. Alrighty. Uh, uh, thank you guys for coming again. Uh, thank you for listening, all of you out there. Uh, this has been another episode of The Hotspur House. I'm, of course, Toby from underscore Spurs Center on Instagram. And I've been joined by Charlie from N17 Nation and Bodhi from Hotspur.Industry. Come on, you Spurs.